Welcome to the First Century Youth Ministry Podcast. My name is Heather. And I'm Mark, and we are your co-hosts. And we're here to take a look back into the Jewish roots of our faith. For the way forward in youth ministry discipleship. This podcast is a part of the Youth Cartels Podcast Network. Hey friends, it's Heather here. Welcome back to the show. And once again, I've got a special guest on my special twin sister, uh, my womb mate, if you will, Mm. (laughs) Andrea Mercier. And we're on for our second part of our conversation on special needs ministry. But here's a fun little tidbit about Andrea and I growing up before we get started into this week's episode. Oh boy. So did you know that uh, in playing sports growing up that Andrea was my catcher and I Mm -hmm. was the pitcher? Mm -hmm. And um, our our Last name was Douglas, so we termed we uh, deemed ourselves the Douglas Dynamic Duo. So we, uh, mm-hmm. that's right, that's right. Andrea was quite the catcher. She would throw people out. My mm. grandpa used to leap up out of his lawn chair and that's right. yeah, she's going. <laughs> Andrea had a cannon. And she mm. would yell like you could hear Andrea from like at least I don't know five thousand yards away, probably. For sure, probably. <laughs> the worst was me yelling in basketball, though. Like, yeah, that was a little much. The games. Yeah, it probably was. That was a lot. Yeah. All right. Well, hey. So, um, lots of fun memories as kids mm. growing up. Do you remember when we would go to the Lake of the Ozarks mm. and we would eat like an entire box of Oreos in oh, like yeah. a day and a half? He's the best. I, w- I wish. If I could tell my younger self something, I'd be like, eat more ice cream. <laughs> That's what I would tell myself. Eat more ice cream. Eat eat the Lucky Charms because one day it's all over. You ain't going to be lucky anymore. That's right. right. No. So you, you pastors, you pastors, if you get anything from this episode, tell your kids and your youth ministry, right. eat those Lucky eat Charms. the Lucky Charms. <laughs> Do it now. Right. <laughs> uh. Before Time it turns into di- to diabetes when you're older. That's right. Yeah. Or Jesus cool. Terry's. Right? So <clears throat> what did you say? I said, or Jesus Terry's. Oh, or Jesus. Amen. So congratulations if you have been able to de- decipher between Andrew and I's voice. Uh, yeah. As we mentioned in the first episode, we have a very similar voice. And so that's gotten us in trouble over the years when it comes to uh indeed people not knowing who we are i had an instance i remember this one time i'm gonna show this really quick and then we're gonna Mm. dive into the episode i was at this youth event in Mm. chicago yeah yeah and i'd taken my kids up there and this girl comes up to me and she's like oh my gosh you're here oh my gosh it's so good to see you and i was like i'm sorry do i know you and she's like oh of course (laughs) you know me stop and i was like (laughs) No, I'm so sorry. I really don't think that I know you. And she's like, quit, quit it. Just quit it. And I was like, I'm sorry. How do we know each other? She's like, seminary? We we have the, you know, the same seminary class together. I was like, oh, you think I'm Andrea. She's yes. like, what do you mean? I'm like, I'm not Andrea. So fun times. Good times. But, anywho. Mm. Okay. So special needs ministry. Um, So this is a really important conversation as we kind of talked about last week of how many people deal with um, special needs. 20% of the population deals Mm. with some sort of special need and how oftentimes the special needs community feels a little bit like they're not welcomed inside the camp as we kind of talked Mm. about uh, 
how they feel sometimes uh, a little bit like a leper. And Mm -hmm. we discussed last week the importance of Jesus's love for the people of the land Mm -hmm. and the invitation that he offered. And Andrea shared how her church has really opened their arms to them. So Mm -hmm. I thought it would be fun to maybe continue that conversation this week to make some, to give our youth workers some really practical ways that they can start today Mm -hmm. um, by loving a special needs family and, and really inviting them into their ministry. You kind of mentioned sitting down with each family and having Mm -hmm. a conversation about their kid. And I think that's good to do Mm -hmm. even for kids who don't have special needs. Uh, It gives you the opportunity to get to know the family and to see if there is any unique needs for that kid Mm -hmm. or for that family. Right. And so, you know, something that you really challenged me, Andrea, on that I I found to be super helpful because I know like at different times in my life, like when I see a kid in a wheelchair or I Mm. see a a child with special needs, sometimes I just don't know what to say. Right. And and like sometimes you're like, should I, should I look away? Should I make eye contact? Mm -hmm. Should I say hi? Like Mm -hmm. you feel awkward. You you don't know what to do. You don't want that family to think that you're staring at their kid and like you don't want to be weird. And, and so like, you told me one time, you're like, you know, Heather, just simply ask that parent, hey, tell me about your child. Right. Or encourage them in some way mm-hmm. as a parent because they're having a hard time as a special needs family behind the scenes. And so I yeah. remember I was at the park the other day mm. and there was a, a young girl in a wheelchair. Actually, mm-hmm. she was in, um, not in a wheel. Well, yes, yeah, she was in a wheelchair. And um, I just said to the mom, I just looked at her and I said, hey, you know, tell me about your daughter. Mm-hmm. And she told me about her daughter and I just told her, I said, look, you're, you're doing a great job. Keep up the good work, mama. Like it's mm-hmm. hard being a special needs mom. Yeah. And I think every special needs family needs to hear that. Yeah. Needs to hear that they're doing okay mm-hmm. and that they're doing a good job and that they're not alone. Right. So maybe youth yeah. worker, if there's anything that you can think of today is look mm-hmm. for that special needs family and try to encourage them in a small way and ask them to tell uh, you about their child. Yeah. So what are some other, you know, great Mm. things, some practical things that a youth worker could do today that would really love on and encourage a special needs family? Sure. Well, as you were kind of sharing, it made me think about, you know, not only for a youth worker to kind of reach out to a special needs family and to encourage them, but I'll tell you what has really also helped me a lot is getting connected to other special needs families, right? So other special needs moms who understand this journey, right, that have walked through or are walking through similar things because, you know, part of that isolation piece um, plays out also in relationships with other families and moms because sometimes as a special needs family, I feel like I'm speaking Spanish to moms of neurotypical Mm. kids, right, because they just cannot understand the journey that we face every day and what our life Mm -hmm. is like. So to be able to speak that same language with another mom and another family, it's just a gift. Uh, it's an encouragement. So is, what, mm-hmm. so is what you're saying then is that something that a youth worker could do would be to help connect a special needs family with another special needs family? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, whether that's, you know, you know, sometimes it's difficult for special needs families to get together. Um, but you know, can they start some type of a a group chat or just individuals reaching out to individuals and, you know, just kind of having conversations together? Um, you know, we have a church, our church is about 200 people and I'm just amazed at the amount of special needs families that we have in our church. 
Um, and -hmm. I think obviously that's God, right? That's his work. Um, and just the, the women and the families that I'm able to instantly connect with and instantly have those conversations where you just, you just feel connected and encouraged and not alone. So yeah, if there's a way that a youth worker can help facilitate that to get Hmm. other families connected together, uh, that's huge. Um, Hmm. so that, you know, they they don't feel, feel alone. Um, And, you know, some other practical things that they can do. I think, you know, um, I read uh, last week from that quote that talked about, um, you know, the amount, like what, 10 10 to 15 percent of churches actually have a plan, right, for a some type of disability special needs ministry. So I think a first step is like work on a plan. What is your plan if a special needs family walked in the door, would you be ready for Mm -hmm. them? Right. So I don't know, you know, starting, starting to have those conversations with your senior pastor or any, you know, whatever leadership that you need to be having those conversations with. But, um, you know, a Mm -hmm. couple of things come to mind is, you know, is there a space that you can kind of create? And it doesn't have to be a whole room. Um, You know, our little Mm -hmm. sensory area is just a corner of a room, right? Is there a corner mm-hmm. of a room that you can just kind of create that has um, a quiet place, mm-hmm. you know, for kids to go um, that maybe need a break or, you know, maybe sure. they need to jump or maybe they just sure. um, need to swing or something like that. Um, you know, putting yeah. aside some budget money for that, um, having sure. that space so that, you know, those kids and those families know that if their child gets overwhelmed, that there's a place for yeah. them to go, right? Yeah. But would that be the, true of a teen a teenager as well? Like, would a teenager need that sensory engagement? Yes, it's depending on the child. Okay. Uh, but there are junior high high school kids that that get overwhelmed and need that sure. quieter quieter space. They they don't really sure. have maybe the hyperactivity issues as much that it you know yeah. typ- that I t- typically see in the younger kids, uh, but they definitely have that mm-hmm. need to kind of uh, have that safe place, that quiet safe sure. place to kind of you know um, if if they get to the feeling where they're feeling anxious and overwhelmed. Um, so I think that that is an important thing, and then also I think you know who in your church has a passion for this. Who has a heart mm-hmm. for kids with special needs, right? And how mm-hmm. can you invite them into your ministry sure. to be that yeah. one-on-one buddy? And, and you know, maybe mm. with youth group, it's not so much one-on-one, but maybe they're the sure. person that's looking out for those kids or that child, right? That that picks up on the cues, right? If they're, that child yeah. is feeling overwhelmed or if if they know that like, okay, this would not work for this child. So it's my job to take them out. Right. Cause that yeah. happens with Gabriel. Like if they know that they're doing an activity and it's something that he's going to grab and put in his mouth, they take him out sure. and he goes into the sensory area and he comes back yeah. when they're done. So, you know, just That's having right. those, yeah. those, those people that really have a passion for that, that love that, mm-hmm. um, yeah, and can be that that support um, to to mm-hmm. those teenagers, um, you know, 
for whatever, you know, unique needs that they have. Sure. So, yeah, those are a couple of, of things that kind of come, sure. come to mind. Um, yeah. So then some of the other question would be, so what are some things that maybe youth ministries are doing that are uninviting to a special needs family? Right. So, you know, I guess as I kind of share today too, I just want everybody to hear that for me as a special needs mom, we do not expect people to do everything for us. Like we, we recognize mm-hmm. that there's going to be some times that we can't do something and, and that's okay. Right. Um, so I think, you know, we don't expect you to, to change everything just for us, but there are some ways that you can, can help. I guess, does that make sense? Um, sure. Yeah. So I guess, uh, you know, some, so maybe then some the, uninviting, the original, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, some uninviting yeah. things. Yeah. Some uninviting things. Um, I think it's just somebody that doesn't have a plan, right. Um, that isn't willing to kind of go the extra step, right. Um, that, mm-hmm. that recognizes the problem, but then doesn't do anything about it. Um, mm-hmm. because like I said earlier, just because my child doesn't do well at a large function, I don't expect you mm-hmm. to not have large functions. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. But is there, can you plan something, you know, that is smaller? So maybe my child can't go to your big outreach event, but he can go to your mm-hmm. small groups, right? So can you plan sure. it to where he would be in a smaller group, um, mm-hmm. you know, to have that, that place where he can be that works for him. Yeah. Right. Sure. Um, I think, you know, there's a difference. I think there's a huge difference from, in what you're saying between preference mm-hmm. and need. Yeah. Because sometimes in ministry, we get thrown all these different preferences that people have. Mm. Like, oh, I don't want to go bowling. I'd rather mm. go ice skating, but this is not a preference thing. This is a mm-hmm. need. This is a, sure. um, a physical, physiological yep. need that this child has that mm-hmm. they literally cannot be in X, Y, or Z. And so yeah. you providing this other space or this opportunity for them mm. creates a, uh, the, the welcome arms that say that we want you here. Yes. It's not really, well, this kid didn't want pepperoni pizza. It's that, no, mm. this kid can't be in this place right now because mm-hmm. they cannot mm-hmm. handle it. So to kind of end the discussion for today, can you just kind of briefly take us into the heart of what it's like to be a special needs mom. Yeah. Wow. It's very hard. <laughs> you know, I think um, the Lord has definitely given me a greater opportunity to love. And for mm-hmm. that, I'm grateful, right? Because mm-hmm. um, every day we get the opportunity to serve our son. And mm-hmm. what greater love right? Than to lay down your life for another person. And that's what Mm -hmm. it's like to be a special needs parent, because a lot of of times you're more a caregiver than anything. So every day you're Mm -hmm. kind of just laying down yourself in service to another person. And I try to, I try to remind myself of that, that, 
I'm learning more about the heart of the father for me, right? As I love my son, yeah. I'm learning more about the love of the father. So, you know, but in this, you know, at the same time, uh, it's the most challenging thing I've ever done in my life. Um, mm -hmm. It's, it's painful uh, to watch your child struggle. You know, I think it's important to talk about that, that special needs families are grieving what, whether they mm -hmm. have or they still are, uh, you know, I believe for mm -hmm. me, it will be a, a, a journey I'll walk for the rest of my life um, at different sure. seasons, um, you know, because of, of my son's unique challenges. Uh, so I think that that it's important to know that special needs families need loved and ministered to and cared for mm -hmm. um, because mm -hmm. they have to grieve really the death of a dream that they had for their child sure. and learn to accept a new one. They may be struggling in their faith, questioning God, wrestling with him because of what he is allowed, right? Um, in their child's life. Yeah. So I think that making sure that you're kind of reaching out and just loving on them and praying for them, mm -hmm. you know, encouraging them, getting them connected to other special needs families um, so that they don't mm -hmm. feel alone. Right. Um, yep. Sure. That's is, good. Yeah. It's that's a really good. good thing. Yeah. Well, that's really great, Andrea. Thanks for the discussion on special needs ministry. Hopefully some of our listeners have been challenged to start something in their own lives. And so mm -hmm. we will um, give you an opportunity to email Andrea. If you want, you can email us at, us at first century youth ministry at gmail.com. And we'll forward those emails on to Andrea. If you have any questions for her, um, please send those our way. So friends, thanks for joining us for this episode. As always, connect with, uh, connect with us on Facebook, check out our new parables curriculum, and uh, definitely let us know uh, what other curriculum you'd like to see us hit up next, because we are going to be doing some more cohort cohorts dropping in January. So friends, uh, thanks for joining us for this episode, and we'll catch up with you next time. Bye. Bye.